Welcome to Jewish Boy Calls His Mother. Um, you're going to hear right now a more candid uh, expressions, and we're going to try to figure out what our topic is going to be tonight, and you're going to see how our process is. So, <laughs> so you said, I said fun with friends. You want to talk about fun, fun with friends? And I asked you before, um, isn't this supposed to be G-rated, this podcast? No, it's not. I, I, it's, honestly, it's not. I, it's, it's our original, our original podcast stuff was all very like what was I going to say it was all very you know fun, fun with uh, fun with friends I know let's put it this way I can't talk about a lot of the stuff I did with friends either no but you can that's the whole point <clears throat> I don't think you want me to oh please don't not, not that I'm talking about like like I don't know running away from the cops or something like that or, or getting into like hijinks you know what I mean everything okay uh, okay. Yes. Yeah, for me, just okay. hi. Now, now I was baby. I was babysitting um, my grandchildren, and um, I noticed that the front door was opened, and I didn't know that my daughter had just come home. Anyway, it's okay. <laughs> it's you, can talk, you can talk to me. You don't have to talk to the audience. Okay. You can okay. Talk to me. So, talk to you. Okay, I'm talking to you. Okay. okay so, um, fun things with friends. Let me think. Now, fun things with friends. With some things we did. It's fun. Uh, well, I remember um, me and um, my friends, we, uh, we lived, it was a nice walk, but it was, nevertheless, was walking distance to, if, you know, people who grew up in Baltimore in the, in the 50s, 60s, and part of the 70s, um, remember Reisterstown, when Reisterstown Plaza first opened, and it was a big, big hangout for teens. In fact, it became like a matter of uh, concern to some of the local authorities how much of a hangout it came. So uh, uh, my, uh, my friends and I used to walk down Milford Mill, from people familiar with that area. And at that time, Milford Mill uh, did not have, it was old Milford Mill. So they didn't have the new um, cut through, you might say, where you're, where you're not driving over the railroad tracks where you're driving either above or in another area. In those days to go to Reisterstown Road from Milford Mill, you had to drive or walk over the railroad tracks. And so my friends and I, we would do this um, on weekends. We would you know, get together, walk over the railroad tracks and walk all the way up to Reisterstown Plaza. And um, oh, I remember we would, we would go to at that time Hoshel Cones, and Hoshel Cones had a big cosmetic, of course, like most department stores, like Macy's does. What was it called, Hoshel Cones? It was called Hoshel Cones, mm-hmm. That was the name, they were, at that time, your main, depart, your main um, department stores that were similar to today's Macy's were Hoshel Cones or Hutzlers. Hutzlers? Hutzlers, uh, Hoshel Cones, and there was one that started with an S. I forgot the name of it, but it started with an S. And so we would go to the makeup and the perfume department, you know, teenage girls. And of course, they had these free uh, displays of lipsticks and makeup that you could try without buying them. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, have, they have that nowadays. Right? Yeah. People do that nowadays. So needless to say, we hung out there trying on all the makeup. And I was a big perfume person. 
Oh, God. I used to like to take perfumes and just spritz, spritz, spritz all types of perfumes. Like, we could smell like a French whore. <laughs> one of, I remember a group of girls walking by me and my friends, and they all went, whew! <laughs> <laughs> and my, my, your aunt, my, my elder sister, Anne, Aunt Anne, used to call it cream to skunk. Cream to skunk. That's awesome. It was to say we were, you know, uh, don't ask how many you know, rowdy teenage girls, don't ask how many stores and restaurants we got thrown out of. I mean, for what? Wait, know. for what? For what? Um, being loud and rowdy <laughs> type thing. And, That's, well, you know, typical teenage of- girls. Oh, one thing that happened, though, that was really funny was um, Aunt Dan and I and some of her friends were in this store where they sold you know belts and um ties and it was a a a small store a small boutique where they sold clothing accessories that was their specialty was accessories and we're looking around looking around and we just we walk out of the store and we decide to go to this deli to get a snack we go into this deli and of course the place is full of you know teenagers and the the, you can see this, the manager is a guy. The manager is really like, you know, some of these kids are, you know, they, they'll order something like a drink or something and then sit there for hours talking and laughing. And he was like, you know, the, when kids were finished eating, he was like walking around making sure that, you know, kids weren't sitting there beyond a certain, a reasonable period of time and throwing them out left and right. So we come in and I feel something tugging. I was wearing a, a jacket with a hood. I feel something tugging on the hood. And this manager says to me, what's this? And I turn around and he's holding a tie in his hand that has, it's a tie that's still on like the little hanger thing that they yeah. put a tie on with the tag on it. And he said, what kind of shoplifting is this? I go, what? I go, what are you talking about? He says, this was stuck. This was hanging off of your hood. I go, what? Evidently, through some freak, my aunt Anne and I, when we were in the store, we must have brushed up against that tie display. And one of the the hooks from one of the hangers caught on to the hood of my jacket. The hood was like, I wasn't wearing the hood as a hood. I was wearing it like behind me. My the hood was down. So we said, oh my gosh. And we explained to him what happened. And so we said, please give, give us the tie. We'll take it right back to the store. We, we told him we had no idea that we did not purposely shoplift this thing. So he, st- he laughed. He said he, 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 he believed our story because, I mean, who would shoplift something by putting it on the back of their hood? You know, that's, it's not very, this is not how you shoplift stuff. So we ran back to the store and the lady was, was in the middle of locking up the store. She had finished for the day. We, we were glad we caught up. We ran over to her. And of course, we handed her the time. We told her the whole story. <laughs> I was caught onto my hood. And she, she laughed about it. She thought it was pretty funny. Wait, didn't, didn't your friends used to collect your things behind you because of your horrible ADHD that you would like was, look at stuff and drop things and whatnot? Yes, I, I was very absent-minded. In fact, my friends used to joke around with me and they said, you know, when you get older is when you're supposed to you know, have memory problems. Maybe in your case, it'll reverse itself and your memory will actually get sharper as you get older. But I used to buy stuff and then I would put the, a package down 
be distracted by something else and leave my package there. And my friends would purposely hang out behind me just to pick up the packages that I had forgotten about. And then before we went home, they'd say, here are your packages. I was, left all over the place. I think it's very funny that people forget what it's like to be a teenager because teenagers, I would say, are the most frustrated of all levels of people. Like if you could say the most frustrated level of people, of course, you might have like some 40 year old man going through a midlife crisis frustrated. But we're talking about like, you know, I remember being a teenager feeling so much anger and frustration and realizing that like all teenagers did like you felt that like everyone else had the authority you didn't but you had the knowledge you knew what you were doing and you weren't allowed to use it you had to sit there and obey you didn't want to do that anymore and mm -hmm. like out of curiosity do you still remember what what it's like when you were a teenager like how you felt and what you went through oh absolutely sure and i think you hit the nail on the head when you said in th in this and and this culture of ours, this industrialized nation culture of ours, unfortunately, that is you know, true that teenagers, one of the problems of being a teenager is that you're betwixt and between. That on one hand, you're no longer a child. On the other hand, you're not quite an adult either. And there's a lot of um, you know, rights and privileges that adults have that you still don't have at that point as a teenager. I also feel that there's a certain it's interesting that one constant that runs through adolescent years that seems to be part of time immemorial is the feeling that the adults in charge aren't really trying to listen to you or understand you or trying to see your point of view at all. And you can see this, there's a lot of movies that were made about that during the 1950s. There was the movie with James Dean, um, Rebel Without a Cause, that had that theme about the teenagers being very frustrated, being caught up in a world where adults who are in charge and authorities are just not paying them any attention or listening to them or taking them seriously. I had that feeling in high school. I remember Gene Pitney, um, his song, Town Without Pity. Um, what song that's is the that? Theme of the song. It's a, it's a song by Gene. It was made, um, there was a movie called Town Without Pity starring Kirk Douglas. And they used, the theme of the movie was recorded by Gene Pitney, who was a famous singer during the 60s. And it's exactly that, about teenagers trying to grow up, trying to be part of their society, and just being misunderstood or ignored or not taken seriously. It's... Um, the movie, it's, it's a good movie. It's a very, very interesting movie. Watch it sometime. You ever heard about it? No. It's a, it's a sad movie. It's about, um, it's about a 16-year-old teenage girl, uh, German girl that is um, assaulted by a group of um, American soldiers that are stationed in that part of Germany. When, when was this movie been made? Uh, this movie was made, I think, I think it was 1960, 1961, around, oh. I think 1961-62. And it shows how the people in the town are just, you know, they're, they're just, they're not trying, they blame her. They don't understand her position as a victim. I think, I think and, that, that temperament kind of changed nowadays. I don't really see that as something that actually, 
I don't think people victim blame like blame the victim anymore as much. I hope I hope they don't. But you know, every time you think that you're taking two steps forward, you're actually taking one step back. But part of the movie, when not only were the townspeople, you know, basically very very unsympathetic to what she went through, but you can see how her parents, and also she has a boyfriend. She has a boyfriend who's um, who was there at the time, and the soldiers knocked him out. You know, before assaulting his girlfriend, and the mother of the boyfriend is also like the, uh, the like the girl and the boyfriend are very much in love. They want to get married, and the mother talks about her in court as being this silly little sixteen-year-old girl who all she has on her mind is marriage. Instead of saying, you know, these two young people really have a great relationship, and so what? They're young, you know. Um, if they feel they're ready for marriage at this stage of the game, you know, why not type thing? No, no. Instead of, you know, she, as far as she's concerned that her son's girlfriend is just this very flighty, idiotic, little dumb 16 year old girl. And um, it's the same thing, the same theme about, you know, the parents, like her parents are, especially her father, he's this big banker and his status as a banker and his pride uh, turns out to be more important to him than um, helping his daughter to mm. get through this. In other words, everyone's got, you know, like I said, not paying attention yeah. to what these kids really need. They're, they're being selfish, self-centered people that only care about their own personal, you know, aspects. Did- I found that too in high school too. I remember there was a couple incidences in high school. Basically, I was, I was pretty good. I was a very good student. I basically kept out of trouble. But, you know, I, you know, I was a normal teenage girl. And there were a couple incidences that I had in high school where I felt that there was a total lack of any type of empathy, sympathy, understanding. I was just expected to, you know, obey and just, you know, walk like a soldier. And um, no matter what any, uh, any teacher said to me or insulted me or put me down or whatever. And when I, re- I we had an incident where um, the substitute was just obnoxious and putting us all down. And when I reacted to that, I was blamed uh, for being chutzpahdeck. Mm. I, I, I have two questions. One, totally veering off topic. Um, I wanted to ask you what your favorite movie as a teenager, what did you love seeing when you were, when you were a teenager that you really enjoyed? Um, oh gosh, talk about, that's one, of, that's one of the things that we did a lot of. Movies go to movies. Were, yeah, movie, movies were pretty uh, reasonable in those days. Reasonably priced. Yeah, nowadays, and, yeah. yeah. And we were all, we were, well, there were no videos. <laughs> so if you wanted to see a movie, you had to go, and oh boy, that, we were constant. oh man, we were constantly, constantly going to the movies. Anything stick up? Anything come to mind? Or The only thing anything? that comes to mind were the Beatles movies, and the only reason they come to mind is because they were so lousy. Ah. Uh. <laughs> they were, those movies were so idiotic. They weren't the, worth the magnetic tape they were recorded on. Oh, I, I remember, saw some I remember of them. Going to a, yeah, I remember going to a premiere of the first Beatles movie, Hard Day Night, the, the, the Baltimore premiere. And the whole crowd in the movie theater, all the girls were screaming. And I'm, I wasn't the type of person that believed in screaming for, you know, for rock and roll stars. But everybody else was screaming. So I went ahead and screamed along with them. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I, cause oh, yes, I, and that's a, there was one time, oh, I, the one time that I took Aunt Judy for her 16th birthday to the movie. Now in those days, 
they had um, children's prices were 12 and under, including 12. Mm -hmm. It was Aunt Judy's 16th birthday. And Aunt Judy, you know, is short. Yes. <laughs> so we came up to the ticket booth and, you know, my spending habits. Um, so cheap. Yes, yes. Um, it's, I think it was called pen, pen, penury, penury, P-E-N-U-R-Y. It's another term for the, it's another word for, it's a synonym for frugal. Oh, <laughs> I... not cheap, frugal, frugal, yes. penury, smart, penury. So I see how much cheaper the 12 year old price was than the adult price. I turned around, I pat her on the head. That's right. Today's your 12 year old birthday. I paid the 12 year old price for her. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. But there was one thing, one of our math teachers was reminiscing with us about something that she did, and I remembered it very, because me and my friends used to do this too. In order to get in the, the movie theaters for the 12-year-old price, a girl could do this very easily. A girl would, you know, wear like a babyish type, like a little girl type dress, and you put your hair in ponytails, don't wear any makeup, you know, purposely make yourself look like you're 12, even though you might be 15 or 16. Oh, we had a and so we could thing. pay the cheaper cheaper price. We had a routine when we were younger, where you get you get four of your friends, two of your friends get a ticket, and then you have one of the guys leave with a spare ticket and give it to one of your friends, and you enter the you enter the uh, movie theater and say, "Oh, I was here already. This was just, you know, a, a ticket that I, you 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 got me from before." <laughs> or or it would be just you you pop open the exit the the, the exit uh doorway and just let your friends in Ooh, but that's then you could be caught with that they, that's they what, well that's what that happened uh, fr uh, some friends of mine who got caught and uh, they got uh, they they um they got caught and what happened was was that the um manager wanted to know like hey like which school do you go to like what's your deal like like we're gonna get you and like when I go to your principal and whatnot. So they lied and they instead of going to TA, they said they went to Nerys Stroll. <laughs> and then they took them to Nerys Stroll, and the rabbi knew that they went to TA and it just made <laughs> made things worse. And they got like suspended for a couple of days and whatnot. Like it was ridiculous. <laughs> no. I mean, honestly, like looking back, like teenagers did more fucked up stupid shit than I could say that 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 like as an adult, like as an adult, like I wouldn't do it, like whatever. Also, like as an adult, you have more disposable income. As a kid, you have maybe allowance or maybe you could work. The weirdest thing that I could understand that like like the, some of the schools don't let you work, uh, have have day have like side jobs. They don't mm -hmm. let you if if you get caught with a side job, you're like reprimanded. I think that's wrong. I think there's nothing. I think there's nothing wrong in teaching a kid how a young person how to work and how to handle their money. I think you know that's one of the contentions I had. In fact, with um, the yeshivas in general, um, one, of, one of your older brothers had a little business where since we lived so close to the bakery, many of his friends didn't. They lived more in a residential area, lived more in a commercial area. So they would give him some money to buy them, you know, cookies or buns or whatever early in the morning in the bakery. And then they would give him like an extra dollar for his time. 
and he had a nice little lucrative business going. And I thought it was very, I was, I thought it was a great idea. And the principal of the yeshiva, of course, called me and if he, he better stop this. And if I catch him doing it again, I'm going to suspend him. And so I said to him, you know, as I said to this rabbi, don't you think creative entrepreneurship should be encouraged and not discouraged? Well, those are the rules. I, you know, whenever, I could never argue with these people. They, they, you, you can't it's, argue those with them are the because rules. What? Like they, they, live in their own, they live in their own box, their own world. You can't speak to them about it. You just, you got to just ignore them, move on, focus on yourself, realize the full-time job. That's really how it, how it works. Um, at least in California, it's illegal to expel a kid from school. Good. I wish they so, would do that here. I mean, hey, enough people can, you know, push the vote in Maryland where they can make it illegal. That would be great. I think, because I think it's just, it's so, so terrible. It really like affects psychologically the kid. Like, where is it going to go? Being such a reject, being rejected. I remember getting suspended and actually getting expelled and feeling that, that feeling of just, just that anguish of that pain, like such a pain mm -hmm. of rejection. Like, it just like, oh my God, like, what did I do? What am I going to do? And it just, it, looking back, like it was just so fucking petty and stupid. Like mm -hmm. all it had to be was maybe a sit down, talk explanation, yes. yada, yada. Like mm -hmm. they'll listen with the right person. They'll listen. But these people are so trigger happy. They're just more than willing to go ahead and, and suspend or expel or punish, punish, punish. And just like, that's kind of like, even as an adult, I'm like that was stupid. That was the most stupidest thing ever. Like what is wrong mm -hmm. with you? Well, the, uh, I was talking this, I was discussing this once with, you know, your pediatrician. Um, and he also did not like the idea of suspension. He said the best punishment for, you know, a young person is that they, okay, maybe a detention room during the day. Like in other words, instead of being in the class, they have to be in a detention room, but they are still made responsible for the work. And that someone brings them the work and they have to do the work, but in this detention room. He says, because, you know, he said he feels that suspension serves really no purpose. Yeah. Like he felt the same way you do. He felt it was, um, it was um, more, it did more damage. Yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll talk about this next episode. We'll talk about punishment. But, but, punishment for but, you, but you know something, it all goes down like to what we were, we were saying, you know, that the lack of understanding that there is for, you know, teenagers among, you know, our authoritarian figures. Yeah. Like you said, no one sat, no one talked to you, number find out, you know, why you did, you know, maybe there was a good reason why you did what you did. I mean, it, it was, it, it was a relief to have like one rabbi in the, or one teacher in the entire time I was a teenager that would sit me down and we'd have a conversation. And that was like a few of them here and there, but like, it was just absolutely ridiculous, you know, but what happened. But anyways, we're, we're, we're out of time. Um, hopefully, God willing, we can uh, touch base on this again starting next episode. But thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And um, have a wonderful day. Have a good Shabbos. Have right, a good Shabbos. I love you. Love you, honey. Thank you for listening to Jewish Boy Calls His Mother. Please like and share and find us on Facebook at Jewish Boy Calls His Mother podcast. We are looking forward to hearing from you.